bless us here tonight as we study our word together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you would please get your Bibles tonight. I uh, I love this passage of Scripture in Acts chapter 2. I want to begin to read in verse 21. Acts chapter 2, verse 21. And uh, I'd like to title this Misunderstood Repentance. Now, the Bible makes it very plain before we start reading that you cannot be saved without repentance. It's impossible, the Bible says. So you got to... You, so this word repentance is very important. So we need to understand how it works and what it is. Now verse 21 of Acts chapter 2. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, you have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God has raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it is not possible that he should be holden of it. For David speaking concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope, because I will not leave my soul in hell, neither will thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patient David, that he is both dead and buried, and his scepter is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus has God raised up, for all we are all witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this, which you now see and hear. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, The Lord saith unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand, until I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know surely that God has made that same Jesus, whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, now before we read these next two verses, remember who he's speaking about here so far as we've read. He spoke to these Jews that had crucified Christ, and they were still under the temple worship at that time. Now, verse 37. Now, when they heard this, that is, the story of the death and burial and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and his place of authority seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven right now, now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart 
and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter says unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So now, according to verse 38 and verse 37, these people come to the place in their life that they recognize they had to do something to get right with God. And they said, What shall we do? Then Peter answered them, and the first thing he said to them is repent. Now watch this, please. Now, many times I've dealt with people about their salvation, and the question has been asked, is repentance necessary for salvation? The answer, of course, is anything that deals with the way a person can escape the fires of eternal hell and go to heaven to live forever is of vital importance. To get to the right answer, though, you must find out from God's Word, number one, what makes a person lost or unsaved. Well, let's go back to John chapter 3. Just back up now to John chapter 3, and look with me in verse 36. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now, if you take that verse, and many more like it, it's very plain here what makes a person lost. He that believeth not is condemned already. Notice a person who does not believe is condemned. Therefore, not believing is what makes a person lost. Now, the word believing in the Greek simply means to rely upon. When a person believes on Christ, he is simply relying on Jesus to save him and to take him to heaven. A person who believes not or relies not on Jesus is condemned. He's a condemned person or unsaved person. John 3.18, because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So the person is lost because he has not believed in the name of of Jesus are relied upon him to save him. John 3 verse 36. Now what keeps a person from seeing life? Now John 3 please for just a minute and let's go to verse 36. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life but the wrath of God abideth on him. Now notice, because he has not believed in the name of Jesus or relied upon him to save them, what keeps a person from seeing lie is believing not. What makes the wrath of God abide on a person? Believing not, or relying upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if repentance is necessary for salvation, then from what must a person repent in order to be saved? Now that's simple. He must repent of that which makes him lost. Therefore, if believing not makes a person lost, then believing makes a person saved. So the repentance here is a turning from the thing that keeps you from being saved to the thing that saves you. It's simply a change of direction. It's a turning around 
you're unbelieving and decide to turn around and believe, you change your mind. Now, with your will, you believe and rely upon Christ to save you. In order to believe, you have to repent of unbelief. What makes a man lost must be corrected. Now, John 5 and verse 40. And you will not come to me that you might have life. Now, according to this verse, why does a person not have life? Because he don't come to Christ. So, if a person is going away from Christ, he must turn around and come to Christ, which is a change of direction or a change of mind. Repentance is repenting of the thing that keeps you from being saved. Repenting from going away to coming to Jesus. Isaiah 53, verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Now notice the words, we have turned everyone to his own way. That's not being saved. Turning to our own way. That's not being saved. If you turn to God's way, which is putting our faith and trust in Jesus, we turn around from going our way to going God's way, from unbelief to belief. Keep in mind now, it is the faith that saves. The turning around is necessary in order to put our faith in Christ. So, a person must repent from that thing that keeps him from being saved in order to be saved. A person is saved by believing. So he repents of his unbelief and turns from his unbelief in order to be saved. Now, John 3, verse 15 that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3.18 He that believes on him is not condemned but he that believeth not is condemned already. Why? Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. John 3.36 he that believeth on the Son has everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Acts 16.31 And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. Now notice, there's some who say we have to repent of our sins to be saved. But the Bible makes it plain. The only thing we have to repent of is this thing that makes us unsaved. And that's unbelief, unreliant upon the Lord Jesus Christ. If a person has to turn from his sins in order to be saved, then what sin do you turn from? Is it pride? Or is it selfishness? Or is it covetousness? The truth is, nobody can turn from all his sins until he is raptured receives a body like the Lord Jesus Christ. Psalms 19, verse 12 tells us we don't even know all our sins. David said, Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Now, nobody who knows we know I'm not for, uh, we're for separation. I'm for living a godly life. But watch this. The cleansing of our lives is not done by us. 
any more than salvation is done by us. Salvation is simply repenting of unbelief and believing and letting Christ save us. You see, if you're not very, if you're not very careful when you're reading these verses and studying, repentance becomes worse. And we are not saved by work. If I can repent of cussing and stealing and killing and everything else to be saved, that's worse. That's not what he's talking about when he says you must repent. The only thing you have to repent of is you were going away from Christ and you turn back to Christ now and you're coming back to Him. That's turning around. So salvation is simply repenting of unbelief and believing and letting Christ save us. If I see myself going away from Christ and I'm, I have unbelief, and then I hear the Word of God and the Holy Spirit talks to me about Christ and I turn around and believe in Christ, then I'm letting Christ save me. I'm not doing it. Now, immediately the Holy Spirit comes in to live within us and the Holy Spirit begins His work of cleansing in our lives. He's the one who cleanses us, just as He is the one who saves us. Now, I want you to listen very carefully, and I'll finish if I'm going to you see something. When we put our faith and trust in Christ, and repent of unbelief, and believe in Christ, God's Holy Spirit comes in to live and begins to straighten us out. He points out our sins. We yield to Him. He cleanses us from all our sins. If we misbehave on our journey to heaven, we're still going to heaven. But because we're going to heaven on Christ Jesus, we go to heaven trusting Christ to take us there. Now, it's simply this way then. You might not enjoy the journey as much as you could if you sin after you're saved, but you're still going. Amen? Why? Because it's Jesus that done you the turn, that done the turning around. It's Jesus that convicted you. It's Jesus that told you He was the Savior. It's Jesus who died on the cross for you. And when you turn around for your sin and to Him saving you, that's correct repentance in the Bible. So there's a lot of misunderstanding. I had a preacher came to me several years ago, right after I started his church, and he met me in my office. We sat down. I'd known him for years. Been pastor of the church for years. And he said, Pastor, I just don't understand this thing of repentance. And I said, For goodness sake, you've been preaching all this year. You still don't understand it? And we sat down and he really thought that it was something he had to quit doing, repenting of, I'm sorry I've done this, Lord. I'm sorry I've done that. And then Christ would accept him. Now, if we had to do that, then how do you know you've got them all together and ask the Lord to save you from all your sins? I don't even know all of my sins. So I, that's not possible. David said, cleanse me from my unknown sins. And so Jesus died for all our sins. Amen? So when you turn to Him, away from yourself and everything else, that's correct repentance. And that's salvation. But you must do it. Amen. To be saved. Thank you. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, I ask in Jesus' name tonight, bless your people. And I pray somebody will see the truth tonight and come to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thanks so much for being here tonight. I thought I did, but I better check in again. I still hear the running. 